So if you really want to get, you know, creative, thought-provoking ideas and a direction in a short period of time, bring them all in. Sit them down at the table and, and let them talk. Give them free reign. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com podcast and sign up for updates. Businesses and individuals continue to be greatly affected by the lasting impact of COVID-19. But as we take a look at the industries across the board, construction may be one of the few that has had a positive outcome as a result. Today, David Katniss, construction and surety bond specialist, and Jack Kale, surety bond manager, are visiting us from Overmeyer Hall Associates to share what they foresee for the construction industry and the impact of the current economic uncertainty. Welcome to Unsuitable, Dave and Jack. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad to, that we could put this together. Uh, sorry, we couldn't do it in person. We will we will try to do that uh, next time. It's always always certainly more more fun that way, but uh, unusual times, obviously, that, that we're in. So really is. We're doing our, you know, every, every day is an adventure now, isn't it? You know? yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing our best out there. But um, the, the three of us, you know, we've, being involved in, in the construction space and serving construction clients, it's been so different, right? Uh, in, in terms of what we've seen. Jack, what, what have you seen out there in, in talking with people about, you know, what, what's going on, what's ahead, you, uh, that type it, of You know, that it, I, the one word I think that sums up everything is uncertainty, right? And we've always operated in this, this space of, of somewhat certain results. We, we know, hey, we're going to bid so many jobs and we're going to get so many jobs. And we know what our margins are. We know what our costs are. And it just was a smooth running machine right? Until about March, April, and then the wheels started to come off a little bit. But the good news in that is the construction industry rose to the occasion. I mean, they they figured it out, as they always do, right? And and tackled PPE, right? And, and then remember just the craziness about 3P loans, trying to figure that out and they stuck with it and they, they figured it out. And so that uh, spirit that contractors have and bring to the table has been just absolutely astounding. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And that's, that's always one of the things I've, I've loved about the construction industry, even though they're, they're competitors and things like that, they've got to work together on, on jobs or, you know, whatever the, the, the case might be. So Dave, with with that in mind, what what have you seen in in terms of you know activity levels and 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 things like that um, as as we move forward into uh, the remainder of twenty twenty? Absolutely. The um, 
you know, the year was off to an absolutely fantastic start. You know, bidding opportunities and backlogs coming into 2020 were at, at maybe all-time highs. That backlog actually uh, helped a lot of contractors through then, you know, that, that March to July uh, period where, you know, we saw, um, did see some, some bidding opportunities decrease and they're, they're getting um, very competitive right now. Uh, a lot of bidders on those, those projects. But for the most part, contractors have really um, performed quite well um, year to date. And I think uh, on the financial side, you're probably seeing a lot of that come through. Yeah, for, for sure. Now, now, Jack, obviously, the, you know, it helped that construction was deemed a, an essential business right out of the gate, right? So there wasn't the, the you know, the, the complete stoppage. But that said, we've uh, seen certainly efficiency and, and uh, some timing of projects get delayed, right? What do you, what do you, what's the latest that you're seeing on that stuff? It's unfortunate, but there there have been a lot of projects that have been suspended or projects canceled, uh, particularly in the public sector, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you would pull up, uh, for example, the OFCC's website with their project listings, for the first time in that, that I remember, you'll see canceled, 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 and um, mm-hmm. some significant projects. How much of that is just preemptive and, and those projects will come back online quickly uh, is, is very hard to say. Um, OSU, some of the other universities have had to cancel or suspend work, which is sad mm-hmm. and, and certainly impacts the industry, but by no means has it been a disaster, right? And that's because of the momentum that Dave was talking about in the backlog, you know, yeah. it, it carries us along. Yeah. And a lot of those projects haven't gone away. There's this idea that you know, there's pent up demand mm-hmm. in the marketplace that will eventually come back. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially OFCC, OSU, you know, there are schools that need to be built. There are buildings at Ohio State that are designed and ready to go. It's just really a matter of time before budgets, I think, correct themselves and and we get those projects back up and running. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. And in some ways, you know, because the the acceleration coming into this was so great, you know, we were seeing obviously a lot of inflation. Folks couldn't find, uh, you know, adequate workers and employees. Uh, it, it's a little bit of a chance to take a breath, right, and work through some of that backlog. So, what what are some other things that that you're advising folks to do at, at this point in time, Jack, if you take a look at it. So it's, it's sort of a time to reset, take your breath. What, what are some, some good, good ideas there? Well, it, it kind of backtrack just to one step. And, and as we looked at work, you know, we talked about public work there and there is mm-hmm. uncertainty in the public sector because of the decline in revenue. But Doug, if I'm a developer and I can get money for next to nothing right now. Interest mm-hmm. rates are so low. And I can look out into the future and say, this, this event is going to end. And you're sitting on a lot of, a lot of cash, right? Because mm-hmm. of the success of the previous 10 years. Go, baby, go. Yeah. And uh, we're seeing some of that. We're seeing some of that. Not enough. I think people are always a little timid, but... There are opportunities, and and I think we're going to see developers take advantage of some of those opportunities 
And unfortunately, some of that will be in reaction to, to some fear by contractors and subcontractors mm. who anticipate there will be scarcity, right? And so when right. there's scarcity in the marketplace, what happens? Right. Yeah. Margins start to go down, right? Yep. We, yep. we start to think in terms of volume and we, we bid more, right? Right. And, and so... I'm starting to see a few signs that I don't like, which are, you know, 15 bidders on a job. All right. Uh, and, and it's a job you're going like, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. a marginal job to begin with. Now you throw 15 players into the mix. The low bid is certainly not, it did not get a prize. Yep. Right. He, what he just did, and this is what's the critical thing to understand. What he just did was he took space for good work out of his work program. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. those contractors that can figure out the, the, the equation that less work, right. Is better than more cheap work. Yes. Right. And less risk is yeah. better than more risk. Right. Absolutely. And, and that risk is almost inherent in that scarcity mentality because yep. what what do you do? You expand the geography, right? Yep. You expand the scope of work. You, yep. you get out of the, the zone that you are really, really good at and really, yeah. really comfortable. And the results are so predictable. Oh, yeah. We've seen yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, we've been around long enough. We've seen it over and over. And uh, yeah. I hope that we don't go there. I hope that these things pass. We we flip flop very quickly and, and just blow right through. I don't think we will. It's it's to me feels so different than uh, 08, 09 timeframe where everything just sank so so rapidly. Obviously driven by residential. Uh, we're certainly not seeing that this time. But you know, Dave, you, you, obviously you went through that time period too. How do you how do you counsel uh, somebody uh, you know clients in that to to really stick with that core strategy as as Jack said what 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 do you yeah, talk about It's certainly uh, a, a difficult position that some contractors found themselves in um, 08 and 09 seemed to be much slower so there was a lot of time to react. A similar uh, situation, backlogs were still pretty good shape back then. This is just so fast and 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 so um, wide-reaching that um, it, it certainly uh, created some challenges for business owners. But there there are still those foundational principles that that we'll always advise our clients to do, and and that's you know maintain a, a liquid cash position monitor overhead, work with your professional advisors like you, Doug, to create that cash flow forecast to to be able to look out in the future and, and make those sound business decisions backed by information. So right now, it really, obviously, PPP money has helped, but contractors should be um, you know, watching their cash, uh, watching backlog, and monitoring overhead. Yeah. And, and Jack, you know, as, as you mentioned as well, um, you know, there's still work out there. We're seeing demand, obviously residential is, is still quite strong. Um, but 
uh, certain types of industrial and warehouse uh, that that continues to be in in strong demand, certainly around central Ohio. Um, so it's it's that focus on on what you do and and what you do well, and and don't go chasing stuff because what when we talk about failures and risk, and you mentioned you touched on it a little bit, it's it's always one of those three uglies, right? That that you see that. Uh, that get out of control. What what have you seen uh, in the past with with that? Um, it, it is always the same things, right? And mm-hmm. it, and it can be summarized with one word: change, right? So you know it's it's that machine. A contractor is a machine, and they they build this machine and they add pieces and parts onto it over time, and it gets pretty big. But then somebody decides to turn one of the knobs. Right. And, and maybe it's a certain type of work. Right. So we're a concrete contractor. We're great at parking garages and foundations. We could build wastewater treatment plants. They're just a bunch of concrete. Right. <laughs> um, and that's an extreme example. But it is yeah. it, it's on a smaller scale that will bite you pretty quick. And it's it's usually an erosion and margin. A lot of times it's a, an erosion in morale of your workforce, right? You're sending the guy out 60 miles every day. He doesn't like working over in Dayton. He likes working in Columbus, right? right. Guess what? Somebody else will hire him to work in Columbus, you know? Yep. And so it, it's a summation of a, these death by a thousand cuts, you know? And before you know it, you're bleeding pretty good, right? <laughs> right. You know, but, yeah. but the change in the type of work, the geography, uh, the type of owner, you know, a um, working for a developer is different than working for the city of Columbus. Yeah. Right. It's different than working for the federal government. Right. Yeah. Or the Corps of Engineers. Um, sure. So all of those factors come into play and th- there's a time for all of it, you know, yeah. but a knee jerk or panic reaction is is not not ever going to produce a positive result. Well, and folks, they, they don't necessarily have all those relationships built, right, either. So I know, Dave, from your perspective, you've, you've long been an advocate. It, it's better when we improve the flow of information amongst ourselves. All of the third-party advisors that uh, a, a client has. So how do you, how do you uh, try to emphasize that with, with client relationships and, and, and all of the, the information flow? Maybe more so than in any other industry, the surety industry does not like surprises, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's because of increased costs uh, related to COVID or or just a bad job or you're you're selling the company to somebody else. And and here's the resulting balance sheet. It's absolutely critical and and really always has been to communicate with uh, surety, CPA, attorney, banker, those are all key pieces to that, that success puzzle. And, you know, now more than ever, um, you know, it, it's a time for business owners to, to really um, seek value uh, in those partnerships and, uh, you know, to help keep the boat afloat and, and really just to help, help those companies uh, stick around so that when, when, you know, the really good times come back, you know, they're capable of not only surviving, but thriving. And, and again, I think as you emphasize, don't hold back, be transparent, 
you know, yeah. uh, that, that's, uh, that's just the, the worst thing you can do. Right? Well, and, and Doug, you and I have, have seen both modes of operating, right. Where mm-hmm. uh, the contractor likes to silo these resources and he talks to the banker, then he talks to the CPA and then he talks to the attorney and brings in the bond guy and the insurance guy. But the best have always been when all of us are at the table because the collective knowledge base in that room is off the chart, right? So if you really want to get, you know, creative, thought-provoking ideas and a direction in a short period of time, bring them all in, sit them down at the table and, and let them talk, give them free reign, right? Wholeheartedly agree because, you know, that way you don't lose uh, efficiency in translation either. We can all talk and uh, better get, in into uh, what each of us needs from each other as well, improve that that information flow. So you talked a little bit earlier about you know credit availability. I know in talking with some bankers, uh, there's still development money out there. Uh, you know, real estate deals can still be done. So that's that's why I take it more positively than the the crisis 10, 12 years ago. What 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 about surety credit right now? What do we see in terms of that? Can you guys uh, give us some some insight there? Yeah, so far the surety marketplace, it's tightened up some. It just kind of depends on who, you know, which surety company you're talking about. It certainly hasn't taken um, a, a total turn for the worse. Um, it certainly isn't across the board, but there are some companies that have tightened up some of their appetite. But, but for good contractors, contractors that have maintained their balance sheet, that um, you know are aware of their costs and and um, you know have a history of of success. There, there's really still uh, a, a competitiveness uh, going on in the, in the surety um, in the surety world for that business. Okay. Uh, there, there, there certainly isn't a, a pullback or, uh, of capacity. There's still capacity in the marketplace. It's it just may be um, a little bit more cautious than it had been in the past. And one of the reasons for the cautiousness is that they are looking out into the future. Mm. Uh, their fear is not necessarily today, but what's going to happen in the next six months, maybe 12 months when there's uh, you know, a, a continued possible continued decline in work or a continual uh, continuous erosion of that balance sheet. Yeah. Jack, what about it? Can, can somebody use surety credit right now to differentiate themselves uh, or, or is that, not really the case uh, at this point. Well, it depends on the context. I, I think where surety credit is is undervalued right now would be in in the eyes of the owner developer, right? Because an owner or a developer of a, a, a project really needs to be able to anticipate what his risks are. Mm-hmm. And and we are in this period of time where uncertainty is is at its zenith in my career, right? We don't know what six months, 18 months is going to look like. A lot of things yeah. can happen. We got a crazy election going on. We got this crazy COVID thing going on. We've got the impact of those things. If I'm a developer, if I'm an owner, I'm bonding that project. It is yeah. the cheapest insurance on the planet for that context. And yeah. what that will do is that'll weed out some of the weaker, more nominal players that may, may be shiny on the outside, <laughs> but on the inside, they're yeah. starting to rot, you know? So yeah. um, 
absolutely a great tool for those um, situations. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm thinking in the same in that same vein, Jack. That uh, general contractors with their subcontractors. Yeah, it's probably never as as good of a time to bond back those subcontractors than it is now. That's great, great advice. It's certainly a time to take a step back and really revet all of those relationships that you have, right? Uh, and, and evaluate how people handle crisis. So any last uh, sage advice? We'll start with you, Dave. Uh, as, as we look forward uh, into 2021, what, what if you have one takeaway for folks, what would that be? It, it would be to uh, maintain cash, uh, maintain liquidity. If you're maintaining liquidity, you're, you're getting the best interest rate with your bank. You're, you're able to weather some of these slowdowns that we're going to have. And you're also going to be able to uh, obtain any you know kind of surety capacity that that you're going to need. Yeah. Um, with those three um, feathers in your cap, you should be able to uh, quite easily make it through this this uncertainty. Yeah. Good, Jack. How about you? Any any last uh, last yeah, thoughts? Yeah. My my simple thought is is if you're a, a a management party in a construction company, this is your opportunity to absolutely shine, right? Because strategic planning and answering that what if question and having plan A, plan B, plan C already mapped out is Mm -hmm. is absolutely going to distinguish you and create success for you and your employees moving into the future. And if you don't do that, you will be surprised. (laughs) It probably won't be a good surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I'm, I'm just a, a, a huge, huge advocate for, for planning. And I think from both of you, that's, that's very sage advice. And uh, let's hope we can continue to advocate for transparency in the, in the industry and communication and uh, it'll, it'll, we'll all get through this Absolutely. together. Well, thanks for being on both of you, uh, Dave and Jack enjoyed it uh, as always and look forward to having you on again uh, sometime soon. And um if you, want, Thanks, if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 